Welcome to another QQ Audio podcast. I'm DC, Puba of QQ Audio and QQ Archives, doing our bit to preserve the legacy of Shunju Suzuki and those whose paths cross his. And anything else that comes to mind, I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is you want within the limitations of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. So today we have part two of, uh, of the podcast with Eric Larson. I'm going to remind you a little bit about Eric. Uh, Eric Larson came to the Zen Center in 1970, to the San Francisco Zen Center. Aside from his Zen studies, he apprenticed with master sculptor, blacksmith, etc., Alex Wagers, and learned chainsaw sculpting, etc., from J.B. Blunt, and studied from Yurok shaman Harry Roberts. In recent years, he's been immersed in Buto dance in Japan and the U.S. So last week, we just sort of went off a cliff with, uh, I think Eric's talking about when we first met. You know, I was sewing a robe, we figure out. Uh, I was sewing my robe to get ordained in the Buddha Hall. And, um, uh, oh, and I, do, I mentioned that, that uh, the big robe, the whole case of the robe that means you were ordained, uh, that Jeannie DePrima was, was sewing it. And I mentioned that uh, a few years later when I was head monk, at Tassahara, that Joshin-san sewed me a new one, which is, I, I call it uh, like having a flag made by Betsy Ross. Um, and I, I mentioned that uh, it was so much better. Well, I, I and I, I do thank Jeannie and say she, I really appreciated what she did. But actually, uh, the main thing that was wrong with it was the little bit that I worked on it. It was sort of crooked in one corner and... You know, that was uh, my state of mind at the time. Uh, so actually, it's a good representation. But the, the black one is bigger than one that Joe Shin made. And um, uh, also, another thing I want to point out is that uh, this is very intricate, complicated sewing. It's not like sewing a normal robe. The O'Case is a big square, big rectangle, actually. Um, and it's... Um, it's got all sorts of little pieces in it, and you sew the pieces first, and then you put them together, and it's it's based on a rice field. So uh, you can learn more about it online, but I, I just wanted to make those things clear. So uh, when we uh, so we come into that, and then, uh, you know, after uh, a couple of minutes of uh, Eric, me, him, and the around about that, he gets into some other stuff. And then... Uh, he goes on for a while, and uh, it comes to an end. And we go on and say goodbye and everything. Usually, uh, if I'm adding two pieces, uh, two, two podcast segments together, 
and there's a goodbye in the middle, I cut it off. But I'm not going to this time because uh, 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 what happens is I called him back. And um, it's uh, distinctly different. And uh, I didn't even tell him I was going to call him. I just called him up. And I was just sitting thinking, hey, you know, Eric didn't mention Suzuki Roshi. So I just wanted to, you know, just hit on that for a minute. But I made a mistake. I just thought I'd ask him for a second. So I called him with my uh, cheap little uh, headphones, my, my earplugs. And um, uh, it's really my track is really bad quality, and I apologize. But anyway, uh, so we talk a little bit, and then— Oh, listen, he tells um, he, he tells a pretty important story then about the radiation belt. And we get into some other stuff, and it goes on for a while, and then we say goodbye. I cut things out, you know, so it might be a, a, like a transition uh, in a couple of places might seem like a little, huh? Uh, but um, all in all, I think it will... Be for your listening pleasure. So, when you hear the bell, if you're of such a mind, hit pause and meditate or whatever for as long as you wish. And when you're ready to come back, hit unpause and we'll be here to hit the bell to end the meditation or whatever. And we'll give... Eric Larson, a call. When I imagined seeing you, uh, must have been 1970. I think I went to Tassajara in 72. I think I can't quite. I think I came back from Tassajara in 74 to go to Green Gulch. But at any rate, if it was so, Suzuki Roshi was 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 ill, and I got sent to see Silas, and I saw you, and I think you said, "Oh, I'm sewing my robe." Um, oh yeah, I wouldn't go to the city in '71. Ah, maybe that was it. In '71, yeah. in the summer, some. Uh, maybe I went some. Yeah, but you know, Jeannie Deprima sewed my whole old case. Uh, oh, did she? Yeah, I just <laughs> sewed my rock too. <laughs> so you were sewing, and you were in the in the quote unquote Buddha hall sewing when I went out. Yeah, that's uh, it. Believe. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. And uh, I was living at Tassajara in the fall. What was I that summer? I was the assistant director. So that's a nothing job, you know. So I, <laughs> I could go to the city and do that. You could, but you you did it well, though, I'm sure, whatever it was, you know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I was at Tassajara that, that, that whole year of 71. But I did go to the city some to sew. But... Jeannie made it where I didn't have to be there long because she was just sewing my robe for me.
Uh, and that was your priest's robe you were ordained after that? Right. And, uh, neat. Yeah. Uh, but once, uh, once Joshin san made that big black one for me, it was much better. Uh, oh. although I, I really appreciated what Jeannie did. I always wore that black one. I, but the, I don't know when I wore it last. Uh, uh, because it stopped. Oh, I know. I wore it last when I was at Zen Center. I was Tenso in 88. When I went to oh. Japan, I would wear a Roksu, but I didn't wear mm. that. Uh, mm. you know, I was in a Rinzai temple and I was living as a lay person and, uh, sure. uh, but, and then when I left Japan, I've never worn robes since I left Japan in 92. Yeah. We don't, we don't even wear robes. I mean, I, I sit with the Ring of Bone Sangha and no one wears robes there. I mean, it's kind of hard, it's kind of hard because we're out in the woods, you know. I mean, you got to get out of your tent and put a robe, robe on. I'm not, <laughs> maybe that's it, but, but it's, you know, it's a very, yeah, it's simple. I like wearing robes. Uh, I had a robe made for me here to sit at uh, Vipassan retreats and, uh, there's another type of retreat I've done here. That's uh, hmm. quasi Vipassana Bali healer. Uh, hmm. in, in Bali, all me- unless it's Vipassana, which is out of Myanmar, all hmm. meditation has to do with healing. That hmm. meditation and healing go together. Uh, hmm. uh, and sounds, um, yeah, sounds wonderful. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have another story to tell about old Zen Center stuff. Um, yeah. When I came to the Zen Center, somehow, probably it was either you or Silas, you're the, my connections. You said there's a guy sitting in Mill Valley. You know, you live right out there near there. You should go sit with this guy in Mill Valley. So I used to go sit once a week with Bill and Laura Kwong. Yeah. In 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 his house in Mill Valley on Mondays. I, for whatever it was, I would drive my, I was living in my van, I suspect, and I would drive my van over and we would sit and have breakfast, you know? Ah. And, um, oh, then, then the land that I owned in Bolinas, I bought land in Bolinas up on the Mesa, right up five minute walk from Liz's house, 10 minute walk from where Liz's house wow. was or is. And, uh, I built a teepee and was living in the teepee on the land that I own. And then I would drive into Bill's. And uh, at one point, and then I would come and sit with Zen Center for session and stuff. And at one point, Bill said, you know, I'm going to think of building a place in the in the country out uh, near Santa Rosa. Uh, would you like to move your teepee there and live there? And so I, when I took my teepee off the land in Bolinas, I was like the first structure on his uh, land in Santa Rosa. Is that right? Teepee. Yeah, and it's funny because his son, uh, I was over there uh, a couple months ago up uh, at Sonoma Mountain, and his son goes, because his son was like, I don't know, what, well, five or something like that at the time. Which, goes, oh, which son? Baby. He had four sons. Uh, well, the one that's ta- that's uh, taken over, is it Damien? Damien? I can't remember. Damien. Is that, the, is that the older one who's the teacher now? Yeah. Taken over Bill, Bill's spot? Yeah. It was, uh, he was, we, we chatted, I 
hadn't met him as an adult before we were chatting, you know, and he re- remembers stories of the teepee and he remembers he maybe even seeing it as a kid, you know, and it's like, Oh, yours was the teepee. That's cool, man. So, uh, so I moved up. Did I move up there? I must've moved up there and lived in my van and the teepee for a while. And it was from there that I went to Tassajara. I just applied to go to Tassajara. Oh, it's that right. Well, wow. yeah, I moved from, and it, and actually that land is not where they are now. They didn't stay there. That's right. No, I didn't. That's right. I remember that. Uh, so uh, hey, I, wait a minute. Am I right that he had four sons, or was it fewer? I don't know. I I I think it sounds right, David. Um, you're really good with details, or you know, good with no, memory, no, but no, I don't no, remember. no, no. I'm only good well, with anyway. details if I check on them. <laughs> okay. Well, you you can easily check on that one. Um, oh, well, I, I will. I'm, I will. I reconnected with Bill recently, and it's just been a delight. I mean, he was really my first, you know, uh, formal, you know. I mean, Silas was really my teacher. Um, I didn't know it for decades, but Silas was my teacher. And um, but Bill was a wonderful guide and a wonderful friend in those mm. early in that early couple of years. And uh, I was so grateful. So seeing him now is just such a delight. Like old friends getting together, you know. Mm. A really really soft spot for Bill. Mm. Yeah, mm. I didn't. Did you relate, relate with him very much, David? You must have. I mean, you. Oh with yeah, <laughs> I have. I have. But you know, I lived on the next val, the next peak over with John Tarrant for nine years, and oh, yeah. I, w- I would just go to Bill. I'd sit in the morning by myself. John and I sat together, but at a certain point, I said, "John, this is too much pressure on you. I'm just going to sit by myself." And because mm. John's like me, I I, I just I, I don't want to schedule, you know. I just want to sit when I get up, uh, mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm, I didn't want mm-hmm. to make him feel obligated. And uh, Kurtrinka and I do that too. We we don't we don't we've done yoga together some, but even now we do yoga separately. We sit separately. We eat dinner mm-hmm. together. <laughs> mm-hmm. We walk mm-hmm, to the beach mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, mm, mm. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, Bill has made, well, it's interesting when you look at the three people who couldn't get transmission from Dick, uh, but had centers, Bill in Sonoma, Mel in Berkeley, and Les K in uh, mm-hmm. Los Altos. And so they got transmission from Hoitsu in Japan, and Hoitsu mm-hmm. said, that's it, you know. No, nobody else from Zen Center. That takes care of my responsibilities <laughs> to, to his father. His father did talk to him about making sure that Bill Bill's transmission was completed. Uh, That's good. Uh, That's good. And uh, well, Suzuki should have done it. You know, he was terrible about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, planning and. Uh, you know, letting everything happen in its own time and and not giving anybody any instruction. Or, I mean, it was fine for me. It works for me, but uh, it it uh, you know he left Zen Center with with no instructions, so it was all dick. You know, what? Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, that that you know, it, it yeah, yeah, it had its. Um, I I like. I still like Dick, uh, but 
uh, it could have been very different. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Silas is a Silas is the total opposite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Silas couldn't. Unless something had been created before Suzuki died, uh, there was no room for Silas. But the, you know, mm-hmm. the Godfather movie came out right when right when Suzuki died, and you know, it was like the, then Michael Corleone becomes the new Godfather, and whoever doesn't kiss his ring is out. Yeah, yeah. It was the same yeah, thing in Zen it. Center. Uh, it, in, in a different way, in a different way, you know. Uh, but oh, there, no, I, it, there just wasn't room for Silas. You know, he, he had a no, totally no. different style. He was, he wanted the, the 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 membership to be able to run Zen Center, and he wanted democracy, and and Dick's well, he, yeah, imperial. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Did did Silas ever tell you the story when he decided to leave? What he did? Tell me. Well, what he told me was he said he said I just got so pissed off one day. He said I almost couldn't control it, so I decided to leave. I walked outside. I was gonna I was gonna walk away, so I walked out the door, and I kept walking, and I kept walking. And he said somewhere where I was all. On the other side of Mount Tamalpais, when I was walking, I finally kind of cooled down and said, you know, I need to go just kind of finish up some of my business before I leave. So then he came back. But he, his story that he told me was he he, 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 he walked all the way from Page Street to someplace on the other side of Mount Tamalpais just to calm down. He was so upset. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he, he never let people know, really. He was very calm. But no, he was gracious he 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 thought he he did not agree that suzuki roshi should be able to uh that suzuki should be able to make dick his successor with that agreement from the board and and the uh well of course the board would agree i mean the board probably did agree but anyway there was a lot of things about uh you know, just how Zen Center ran that he didn't like, that Mel didn't like. Mel, though, he had a place, you see. That's what Silas he did. didn't have. Yeah, you know, he almost started a, a Zendo. He actually showed me the place um, when he lived out in Forest Knolls. Oh, yeah, Cape. I visited him there. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that? And he had a Zendo. He actually said, this could be a Zendo. And I was thinking, hmm. But... You know, one of the things that again amusing on myself, and again I'm making this story up. Stories are just stories, you know. I don't know, true or false, I don't know. But Vincenter had a structure that I could join, you know. Yeah. And in a way Silas didn't have a structure. Yeah. You know, and the structure was super useful to me. And yeah. probably to everyone, you know. And I mean Silas had a heart and uh, you know, again I, I think of him as my main teacher uh, from Zen Center. Um, but, you know, no Zendo, <laughs> no form. <laughs> right. Really, 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 really hard to get any traction there. And, you know, yeah. Zen Center had a lot, a lot of form to offer. And um, yeah. people could, you know, you could make, make it of what you needed to. And, and of course, I, and then, of course, the people, 
you know, the uh, were wonderful. Uh, and uh, Zen Center had a was a, you know a collection of a whole bunch of different types of people. You know, and it was room for everybody. It seemed, you know, uh, at least there was room for me, and I felt like an outsider from everything. So yeah, and had a whole bunch of different types of white people. That's true, and then Ulysses, right? <laughs> Ulysses and Pam, and uh, you know some Asians, and uh, every now and then an Hispanic, but it was open to everybody. So, uh, uh, you know, it yeah. just wasn't appealing to uh, people from no. various uh, subcultures. Uh, mm-hmm. There wasn't anything. Uh, it was open to anybody. But it, it really didn't have anything to offer people maybe who felt like from a, a disenfranchised part of society. You know, the 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 the, the form of Buddhism that attracted uh, such people was uh, Nichiren Shoshu. Which oh, gave, is that right? Which, oh, yeah, it was full of minorities. Anytime you hear no. a... a, a a black athlete or entertainer is a Buddhist. They're they're usually Nichiren Shoshu, uh, and they mm. had lots of minorities. Uh, and mm. uh, they would, you know, they would. I remember they had their national uh, convention in Oklahoma City. It was full of minorities and uh, different types of people there because they mm. were. You know, what did they offer you? They offered you, you could be rich by chanting the Gahon song. You could get mm, that car. Mm, you could, mm, um, mm, you know, whatever mm. you wanted. And it gave a simple practice that everybody could do and they could do it together. Nami moho renge go, nami moho renge go, nami mo. You know? And, and Hare Krishna. Uh, and, uh, the Moonies. Uh, but, uh, they all offered something, but Nichiren Shoshu, uh, at least, uh, and, and, and Hare Krishna were tied into older tradition. The, the Munis were, uh, uh, mm, nah, something else. Anyway, mm, uh, getting a little mm, off, mm, off topic mm, here. Let's see what's the time. You know, uh, well, but it's, but it's, but it's, but it's the culture that we came out of, you know, and it's, yeah. the, it's the impulse. I mean, you know, I could have gone to any number of things, but it was when I went in the door and met you and Silas, I didn't care what you called it. You know, you could have called, if, if you were Mooney's, I would have joined. You know, if you were Gaskin's Farm, I would have joined. It was, yeah. It, it was you and Silas, like, okay, here's people that somehow they, you know, these, I, 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 these people are doing it, I can do it. That's all I said to myself, yeah. you know, that's it, you know? Yeah. You know, so, so, but, you know, you're, <laughs> Smart white intellectuals, but you know, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know, interesting people, you know, with with yeah. a different take on life. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I like your word traction about Zen Center and traction. Zen Center gave you something to do. That's what I I used to say about Suzuki. You know, people mm-hmm. read about Zen, but what do they do? They, they the only thing they could think of was go to Japan. Uh, right. He gave people right. something to do in America. So did Philip Kaplow, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Uh, Three mm-hmm. Pillars of Zen and all that. And, but Philip no. Kaplow thought that their way was the only way. 
yeah, I, I, I have friends who trained with with him, so I've I've had you know other stories, but I do want yeah. to say one interesting thing about him, and that is uh, it's funny that I remember this because this is from you know over fifty years ago, um, in that two day thing that I went to, you know, where he was talking about Zen, and then we got to sit and get hit by yeah. the Kiyosaku and stuff. Um, I remember him saying one thing that really impressed me. Uh, and that was, he said, you know, as you go about this, if you're sitting here now, if you ever have a question, call me. That's good. So I, so I went back to California, sitting underneath trees, you know, grunting when I didn't know what I was doing, you know, and being super intense, like I have a knack for being, you know, sitting for hours and grunting halfway through for whatever underneath a tree. Always in the back of my mind was. I have a link. I could go to that phone booth and I could call this guy because he invited that. Pretty interesting, isn't it? Did you ever do it? No, I never had to. You know, I just felt, you know, you know, I felt I could. Yeah, that's neat. That's neat. Well, I mean, he yeah. obviously had a lot going for himself. They had a strong group. It's still going. Uh, but Edo mm. also, with all the negatives about him, he started a strong group. Uh and it's still going. Uh, yeah, they cre- I like yeah. your word traction. They created traction. Uh, Los mm-hmm. Altos, uh, you know, with Les K, and and you know, started by Marion Derby, and then you know had Coboon there, uh, mm-hmm. and then you know Les K, uh, but actually Les K was the anchor even when Coboon was there, uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Coboon mm-hmm. was a little more. Uh, you know, uh, a little less anchored into it mm-hmm. than less. Um, mm-hmm. and then Mel mm-hmm. and Berkeley, Mel and Bill and less, uh, they created places with traction. I like that phrase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, actually, I think you used the word. I used something else, but you translated it to traction, which I think is really good. I, like I think it. you said traction first. Oh, cool, man. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Well, look, Eric, hey, David, we've been we should, talking. We should, uh, uh, great. Almost two and hours, a half huh? hours. I think uh, that's enough for now, don't you? Yeah, I think we've covered some good ground. And it's right now it's 13 minutes till two in the morning. Uh, oh, you should go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm usually asleep by 1130. 1032, okay. some, somewhere between 1030 and 12, uh, usually well, more you. like 1115, 1130. Uh, well, but, I'll, I'm going uh, to give, give you an image of where I'll be in three days. Yeah. From the, I'm not, the house, we're building a house there, but I'm, it's not done yet. They're, they're working on it right now. But Where, in Japan? I'm, I'm li- yeah, in Kyoto, yeah. Uh, we're restoring an old Komenka in, in, um, in, uh, right below Heizan, right on the foot. In five minutes, I can be on the, uh, a, a little path up to the top of Heizan, right up in the eastern side of Kyoto. Yeah, we bought a place about a year ago and, uh, working with an incredible builder and architect who, uh, their main job is building tea houses, but they have lowered themselves to <laughs> restoring an old house for us, you know. Anyway, wow. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you that before, huh? Well, that's neat. No. 
it's quite a, quite a deal. Um, uh, hey, uh, that brings think, up. Let me let me interject something here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lynn Brackett just died. Oh, who built? Oh, you I, know who? who yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Lenny, was the I know carpenter well for the restoring the Japanese tea house at Golden Gate Park and did that very fine work, like Paul Disco does. But he yeah, died well, I, on the seventeenth. Wow, and he Lenny Lenny was the one that brought the whole crew, like uh, uh, Layla and Jim and Patrick McMahon. He's the one that brought them from Reed. Lenny was the one that got them hooked up with Zen Center. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Lenny, yeah, no, Lenny and he, and his buddy, they started that. I have a whole section on Reed on Cute dot com. And yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Patrick was just telling me about uh, the, the when they brought Lenny, you know, when Lenny introduced them to Zen Center from Reed and and uh, Rick Levine and all those. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, thank you for telling me. Yeah, Lenny. Uh, yeah, and then of course I I met Timmy, their other brother, Jenny's other brother. You know. Oh yeah. Timmy, I knew Timmy. I knew Lenny and Timmy, and uh, Jenny and I were fairly good friends. I mean. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good friends from the beginning. So anyway, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I have stories about Linda. I have stories about Linda Ronstadt and uh, at Green Gulch too that I tell. But uh, for another time, for another time. Oh no! Uh, Come on. Oh well, this is this one's uh, mm, one I like to uh, let you exaggerate in your mind beyond what it really was. But when when Linda would come to Green Gulch uh, with. Uh, I think she always came um, uh, with the governor, uh, Jerry Brown, you know, with yeah. Jerry Brown and, and Linda would come to Green Gulch. Uh, I was working right up there in the shop and she would wander up, you know, and some version of, hey there, what you doing, you know? And um, I didn't know who she was. I was, you know, clueless dipshit, you know, I really didn't know rock and roll, you know, or anything. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, but anyway, but she was just she was just a nice person, and so we would talk and talk and talk, and so every time she would come, we would talk, uh, you know, and so uh, you know, I and I think Jenny once said, you know, she thinks you're attractive, you know, or something like that. And I'm like, okay, great, but it was when I later told the story to other people, they go, do you know who that is? I go, no, I don't know who that is. She's a famous singer, dude. Like, oh, really? Oh, that's cool. She's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so I play up the story that you know Linda Ronstadt had the hots for me when when I was young. You know, that's the story I like. Yeah, well, <laughs> gosh, yeah, Jenny, Jenny used to live with her. Uh, yeah, 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 and, uh, and I, yeah. So Jenny Baker, uh, Lynn Brackett was Dick Baker's brother-in-law, and uh, right, yeah. and a great person. Yeah. Uh, you can read about him. On kook.com, uh, there's a, a great section on him. Uh, go to his website, uh, East. God, is it East Wind? Lenny's uh, business. Uh huh. Uh, uh, anyway, you get it at kook.com by going there, and and it tells about his his uh, uh, work with his hawk. Uh, oh, really amazing. And he used to show up. I don't know if you know um, Mother Truckers, which is the 
little little store on the way to the, if you're going up to the ridge uh for people if you're listening san juan ridge where the ring of bones endo is if you're going up to the ridge the last place you can stop to get something to eat is mother truckers but the last one of the lenny would be in the parking lot with a hawk on his wrist you know <laughs> <laughs> he, he said look what i got i'm like oh that's great lenny so uh sterling Bennell yeah. used to uh have a a hawk probably a hawk it could have been a falcon i don't know that hunted for him mm-hmm. in berkeley uh wow and, and uh when i first met that bird he was living in auburn california and and he mm. bought a house with a swimming pool and turned the swimming pool into uh you know something for shrimp and different uh oh uh, he was such a wild guy wow. yeah and he had his family using a bathtub in the garage for a toilet and had worms uh, turning it into compost oh, oh uh, i think i think i went on a hike with sterling Bunnell and he I don't think he actually ate a banana slug, but something that he was doing with a banana slug that grossed me out, you know? Yeah, he, he was like, famous for, I think it was him for eating a banana slug, and it was a big mistake. Yeah, uh, no, he, he kind of was dramatic, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and incidentally, you know that's where Bill Kwong got his land for Genjoji. No, Sterling. Yeah, that was Sterling's land. And I think uh, Sterling had money, and uh, I think he gave mm. very favorable terms to Bill. I, I really don't know uh, what it was, but he'd come out there. You know, there was a pond, and he'd go into the pond. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, you know, he he knew how to get the frogs to go to the shore or something like that. There were always stories about him. But you know what well, happened to the first place that that Bill Kwong was at? Bill told me sort of there was some difficulty with the landowner. The landowner told me about it, and I can't remember who he is, where it was, but he told me that he thought that he had offered this land to Bill to build a monastery, mm-hmm. and he said mm. he thought. This will be so great. I'll have my house and my ha- family here, and I'll have a Zen monastery over there, and I can use it any time <laughs> I want. And he mm. said they were, they were, they had put enormous amounts of work into getting it ready, and they were. I, I have this image of it being at night, and there's people putting in pipe in a ditch. Uh, and he said he walked over to Bill and said, Bill, I can't do it. Just mm. like that. Mm. And he said, mm. Bill didn't flinch. He just said, I understand, or something like that. Bill, Bill had to suffer a lot, and but he, he had that strength, yeah. Yeah, well, he made it. <laughs> He's done quite well. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, there, there's so many stories flooding my mind. I'm going to throw out a couple of names, David. You can just file them away in your encyclopedia of, of Zen connections. Okay. Harry's wife, Harry's wife Esther. Oh yeah, I forgot person. about her. Esther, yeah. and I think Esther had been a former girlfriend of Sterling's, or somehow I think there was a link. And I, well, he had a lot I of think, them. 
Yeah, I think I'm highly likely that I'm confused. Um, so this one may not have any shred of truth, but I think Sterling and Esther were a couple before she connected with Harry. I'm not sure. And um, Esther's an interesting character, too. There's one that's interesting. And then there's another. I won't go into that anymore. There's another interesting anecdote that I have about. And you may know more about this than I do, because I know very little about it. But my tea teacher in Berkeley, who is Yoshi. Um, oh, I know Yoshi. Uh, <laughs> Far out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's my she's my tea teacher in, in Berkeley, but her her husband is Ging, Gingo Gingo. Is that his name? Yeah, Akiba uh, Gingo Akiba. Yeah. He was yeah, Akiba. He was the bishop of Soto Zen in America, head of Zen Shuji in L.A., and he was also a Tatsuhara student. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. A H E. Yep, yep. So Gingo and I you know, share tea. I mean, I just know him as the guy beside me who giggles when we make mistakes, you know? Uh -huh. <laughs> so <laughs> I later learned that he was, you know, some famous Zen guy, but, you know, he was just the guy that, that Yoshi said, come in here, we need another person, you know? <laughs> so uh -huh. he comes in and we giggle. But they, they told me a story. They're building an enormous place um, I, to be a training. Yeah. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Um, he, You know, he's raised money in Japan for that. Uh, yeah, well, this yeah, they're building a traditional traditional Soto training place so people don't have to go to Japan to do training. Uh, anyway, and, so and wait, wait a minute, how's that going? Is that really happening? Oh, there are millions and millions and millions of dollars into it. Uh, yeah, I mean they've in, invited in me to come up County, and stay in Lake County. Yeah, yeah, but I, I got before I lose track of my thread here. Just a funny anecdote. They came back from one of their weekends. You know, he doesn't speak much English. He's not very good at English, but Yoshi's very good at English. So, yeah, she's um, been there long enough. Yeah, 19 was when she moved, and she's just uh, 79 now. Yeah. Like 60 years. Yeah. Um, she's also a dancer. Did you know that? We're going to, we were, oh, we're, yeah. we're planning to perform together. We we're going to do something together. I wondered okay, about that. Me... I almost brought her up. I wondered if. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she's, a, she's a wonderful tea teacher. Um, anyway, let me get around to the story. They came back and they said, oh, the officials came, you know, the local county officials came and they looked it over and now uh, we're going to have to do a lot of fire protection, which is, you know, going to cost another umpteen much. But see, they had a suggestion about our land, you know, they suggested that we grow marijuana and we lease it out for marijuana growing because we could make a lot of money for the for the for the monastery that way. And Gingo giggled and you know, she said, uh, I don't think our Japanese funders would really go for that. So we, 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 we thank them for the suggestion and moved on. <laughs> yeah, they don't know the difference between marijuana and heroin, the average Japanese. No, I mean, marijuana is super illegal there still, I think. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah it's, yeah. it's just drugs. Alcohol's right. so, good. Uh, you know, all drugs are bad. Yeah, uh, well, they'd like they'd like their sake. There's 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 a difference there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, isn't it funny that their monastery wanted to be supported on growing weed? That's funny. That's not a bad idea. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. You know the the uh, the the market's not real good for it though. Now it's just gotten so cheap. Uh, oh yeah, and I'm, I know there's. There is uh, my my younger son Clay uh, finally got a regular job uh, in, when he was uh, thirty one. 
working on a weed farm or no a regular job not growing pot when he was 31 oh, 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 oh. oh i got it i got it yeah 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 <laughs> that's so funny what's what the, the now you have an older son too don't you kelly in spokane so my story with kelly was when i was the first uh the first uh gulf war i was helping facilitate a draft resistance group uh must have been the 80s. When was the first Gulf War? 88 or something? I don't know. Anyway, I it was, was when with... I was in Japan. So okay. it was so, and, and, around there somewhere. And, and Kelly was going to the uh, Steiner School in Grass Valley or something. Uh, he was going to the John Woolman uh, That's it. Quaker, Quaker School, school. In, Quaker school. So in, going in Nevada Coast. City. So we took our... We took two of our teenagers from Marin County, and they invited us to give a talk at the Wolman School. So we go with a couple of teenagers. You know, and there's two anecdotes here. One of them is we give a talk about draft resistance, and then we said, you know, and because the draft resistance group was very close, closely aligned with the Thich Nhat Hanh group, um, we said one of the things we always do in our meetings is we, 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 we do a little bit of, uh, you know, meditation you know let's, let's let's try this for five minutes now be silent so uh one of the teenagers that was in our group was leading it and said that so then we started it with a bell or something like we usually do and then there's this absolute silence stillness and when the five minutes got done i remember the member of, of our group said you guys have done this before <laughs> and they all laughed and said yeah we're a quaker group dude you know so at any rate Afterwards, Kelly approaches me and says, hey, you want to see our stash? I go, what? Come here, I want to show you something. And we walk up some creek bed, and he pulls up some rocks and pulls up the trap door, and he's got beer stashed underneath there. He said, yeah, this is our stash. <laughs> well, well, that's how I reconnected with Kelly. They had more than that. I'm they, sure they did. Oh, they they, they did serious felony-level uh, alcohol robbery from downtown Nevada City. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, Why are you sorry? Uh, this alcohol. Well, They're just like. Oh no, I mean, with a felony, I thought you meant they went and stole it. You're damn right, they did. That uh, Nevada City <laughs> okay, has okay. like, and <laughs> Nevada City has tunnels. Oh, of yeah, some so sort. Gold mining tunnels. Yeah, the gold mining tunnels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and they discovered that there was a door to the bar uh, uh, from one of the tunnels that was not locked. And uh, a few of them, I think three oh. of them went up there with backpacks one night. Stole a bunch of alcohol. And they filled their backpacks <laughs> with alcohol. I don't know oh. what. And they, they um, you know... Uh, you know, when you do something like that, the key is you don't go back. You don't do it again. Oh, and, that's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, one of them went back. He didn't get caught, but he said that the, 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 the door was locked. Yeah. Uh, no, they were waiting for him. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you another thing he did, Kelly did there. He stole the, California flag <laughs> from on top of the police department 
<laughs> in broad daylight. Did you, did you raise an independent young man? Did and he had the flag hanging in his room. He had a big, tall ceiling in his room at John Woman. I never stole... I only stole one thing in my life, uh, some thumbtacks, and I, I, I got caught and went to jail for it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, 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 no, I, I never liked stealing. I, I, I believe in, always believed in private property and all that. I never stole anything. Uh, but um, yeah, no, Kelly's, uh, Kelly's into absolute honesty. Uh, that was just a little. Uh, yeah, uh, no, that's great. Well, I, uh, that I was just a, a period. Uh, I, I don't know. He also he slept every night over on the girls' side. He said, uh, <laughs> and it was serious. <laughs> they did. You did not want to get caught. Uh, oh no, no, yeah, no. They could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he liked yeah, that a lot school. Of, a lot of connections. Yeah, yeah he yeah, liked no, that school. Like, yeah. Probably a good place for yeah. He got a scholarship. He got himself scholarships to junior high and senior high on his own. That's great. Yeah, graduated with a four point one and never went to college. Ah, like like my younger son. Yeah, and he's doing really good too. Uh, Yeah, that's wonderful. I've got a warm (laughs) spot for him because of that experience. You know, I mean, I knew him. You know, I met him a few times with you, you know, but uh, rubbing into him independently like that and having, you know, having him confide in me, you know, showing me his stash and being proud of it was kind of fun, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, well, David, are you getting this? Are you getting the sense that the stories might be endless here? They are endless. They are. And look, man, we're, we better go. I'm going to get you go to bed, huh? We're, we're, we're two hours. It's, it's, you know, it's 13 minutes till three now. <laughs> we, we said goodbye a half an hour ago. And then I said, well, one more, one more, one more, just one more. Yeah. No, I, I first brought up, I first brought up that we should wrap it up an hour ago. Yeah, there we go. So maybe we should, maybe yeah. we should. Thank you. Um, I, I really appreciate the forum that you've given me to uh, to reflect. You know, um, it's a gift to me uh, to have this forum to reflect on those days. You know, yeah, um, and it nourishes me. You know, it makes me feel connected um, with with you know my history. And also, Harry had a poem that said. Um, a tree holds its history in its heart. Without it, it cannot stand. A tree holds its history in its heart. Without it, it cannot stand. So, you know, uh, our, you've given me a chance to uh, touch base with my heart, you know. What, and uh, Yeah. You started off talking about how what you want to convey is heart. Yeah. Yes. Really. Yeah. 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 Well, and, you're inspiring just, to me. I'll tell you. I mean, that video oh, is uh, really good, and you're in really good shape. My gosh. Yeah, I, I've loved. I've loved physical movement, you know, and I spend a good 
uh, I spend a chunk of, of, of most days doing something physical, so it, it, it comes at a price. <laughs> uh, me too. Thank you. Me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I get up. I do. I you know I do yoga. I go walking. I I did this morning. Mm. I went walking first thing before I meditate. I walk. You know, get moving, mm. and uh, I just do a thousand steps. Uh, well, I do more than mm. that, but yeah. Uh, uh, and I did it last thing before going to bed tonight. But before I went to bed, I I came up here to call you to see. You. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I did yeah, some get, other work up here, and then we barely connected. I was just going to give up. Yeah, yeah, no, I and and once I get off into Japan, it'll be another world and stuff. But um, again, I'm, I'm like I said, uh, now now this conversation has become a part of my heartwood, you know. And you uh-oh. and you're a, a, you're a part of my heartwood from you know the very first day I walked into Zen Center, and here we are circling back. And good work, man, what you're doing. Awesome. Well, you too. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see. Uh, and uh, hey, don't forget to send me an email with links uh, like to the video and that the name of your teacher. Uh, and, and you said uh, that maybe there was a video on him doing, uh, you know, what can't be shown in a video. But um at least to get an idea. And uh, it's very cool. Um, the the, the yeah. notes for Harry, the notes from Harry, I'm going to have to wait until I get back. So it'll be sometime in the summer or fall. But it's a great idea. Oh, I good. may have actually copied him, the notes of, of Harry's stuff. And then I'll send you a picture of the the the, the sculpture I did uh, oh, yeah. maybe a day or two after, after Chris died. I just whipped it out. It's a very quick one, but it's one of my favorite. It holds something, you know. Oh yeah, I I, but, th- I I would like to see it. Uh, I'll put that on Chris's. We have a, you know, a page for Chris. Great. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks again. And I'll look up Shoto Harada. Um, uh, you give me a, a link there, and and uh, if not this time, I'm, I'll, I'll connect with them in 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 Japan. You said Chisan. Oh I yeah. Would like to. Yeah. 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 Incidentally, when Chris died, you made a sculpture. After his funeral, I wrote a song. Uh, ah. It's I have over eleven hundred songs on my music site, and it's, mm. it's the longest one. It's like oh. it's like eleven minutes or something. Oh, you know, I'm still a member of the World Suicide Society. World Suicide Club. Uh, Club. You know, can't... I've been publishing albums of music. Uh, I made a bunch of them last year. I had a, I had uh, a little grant, uh, some extra mm-hmm. money uh, that I used to uh, work with some musicians here to produce songs. And now I'm looking at some of the older stuff to do, uh, to publish songs because you know Spotify and YouTube and Apple mm-hmm. Music and mm-hmm. all this stuff, uh, and you can get it up. For a one-time charge, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I think the next one I'm going to put up is the old uh, "A World Suicide Freeze Please" single. Uh, mm. I have I have recordings of you singing for me in Liz's house. Oh, really? I, I'm kind of an archivist. I keep everything, and somewhere I have 
Probably not digital. Probably on tape. Yeah, you sang him. I I used to listen to him a lot. You, you 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 know, we'd take a break. I was doing chainsaw work for you and Liz, and then you'd take a break and you'd say, "Hey, listen to this one," and you'd play me one, you know. And I did. I never did get a T-shirt, but if you ever have any, if you ever go back into the T-shirt thing, I need a World Suicide Club T-shirt. Yeah, I know uh, that was a very popular thing. The the record, the T-shirt, among those who I got to, I I wasn't any good at promoting it, but. Uh, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. But I think I'll put it back up. Uh, yeah, good. It's, it's not that hard to do. Uh, it's just, it's a little scary these days because it's more real than ever. Ugh. Okay, okay, Eric. Okay. This Thank has you, been brother. a pleasure. Uh, really fun. Thank you, David. Yeah. You take okay. care. We'll see what happens next, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You have a good time in Japan. Thank you. You take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Just to remind you here, uh, the next morning I called Eric Bat on my using my earplugs, uh, not intending to make more of a podcast, but here it is. Hello. Hey, Eric. Yeah. David. I thought it might be you. That's the only international caller I know. <laughs> hey, Eric. Uh, yeah. You didn't say anything about Suzuki Roshi. I didn't. No. I just wanted to know, did you ever see him or meet him? Yes. Once. I think I was walking in the courtyard and he wandered out in the courtyard. Um, and that was it. Uh-huh. And um, my only, you know, and then I heard all the stories and stuff like that. But Silas had a, had a Silas had a, I would say, a love for Suzuki Roshi. And based on that, that's my that's my relationship. Is Silas respected him and uh, was affected by him very positively, and that's mm-hmm. all I know. That's it. That's it. That's really the entirety. I. I mean, I, I, I have a feeling or a bias or a judgment. <laughs> I'm a fairly judgmental person, David. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of people mythologize him, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, the guy was just a guy. Come on, guys. This is not the, you know, he's not the living Christ or something. God. Mm. And also, that's a... You know, that's something that um, I don't like very much. I don't like, you know, know, the attitude that someone's super, super, super special, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's Mm -hmm. it. You know, besides my own uh, projections and judgments at a distance uh, that I just told you about, and trusting that for whatever reason, Silas had a lot of respect for him. That's my entire relationship, really. So you you never heard him speak? No. Hmm. And never. Huh. All right. Um, but you know, I, I you know what I did, and I had a, I don't know if you know this story or not. Did you know Doug Griner? Yeah, I I do. I I tried to get hold of him recently. 
Uh-huh. Well, do you know do you know the story about Suzuki Roshi's uh, power belt? Uh, yeah, but why don't you tell it? Well, uh, I had a I had a Native American stone that I used to wear around my neck that my brother gave me that was kind of a power stone. But I was worried about it, that it might be radioactive or something. And Sada said, oh, go talk to Doug Greiner. You know, give it to him. He'll test it for you. And then I believe Doug told me the story that... Well, wait a minute. He test- Did he test it? Yeah. And? It was fine. The yeah. stone I wore around my neck. Yeah, yeah. It was fine. All right. Just a regular old stone. But I believe he told me the story that the belt that Suzuki Roshi had given as a as a kind of a health belt was just full of uranium, and he wore it for years. Is that your understanding? Did he tell you anything else? No. Again. Well, I, uh, yeah, uh, I have a thing on Q.com about it. Um, it's not clear how much he wore it. But um, uh, Doug was at, somebody found out that his doctor had given it to him uh, and uh, to, you know, f- to for health or something, his doctor in Japan. Yeah. And, and so uh, Greiner uh, tested it. And there was another person, a Japanese woman, Physicist Doug was a physicist. He worked at Lawrence uh, Livermore Laboratory. Probably, yeah. This is this is all you know. Again, big, big uh, fifty year ago stories. Yeah. You know? Well, he <laughs> uh, he tested it, and he said, "Yeah, it was radioactive, and that uh, 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 that he absolutely shouldn't wear it, uh, and he should have taken it from him." Uh, and um, uh, there was some thought that he continued wearing it. Uh, they also thought maybe he didn't wear it much, but Doug said that sure would have been enough to give him cancer. Yeah, yeah, that seems tragic, doesn't it? Well, I just think it seems mysterious. We don't really know uh, how much he wore it or didn't wear it or whatever. Well, although that if that he had it and that he was wore it at all and that he had some kind of cancer is a interesting connection. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but who cares? I mean who cares? I mean I I, I I mean, again, we can make up stories about that and everybody'll have a different story. It's like Rashomon, you know. I'll have a story about it. Somebody else will have a story about it. Well as you just said, we didn't we're not do even that. sure about the facts. We didn't do that. Right. You just told me what you knew, and I told you what I knew. Right, right. And, but, of course, what I know is my Rashomon from what I've experienced. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Inclu- including my own, you know, biases and my own hazy, you know, whatever I filter through and, you know, what I want to hear and what I don't want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, actually, this conversation is helping me like the other one did um, la- uh, earlier David, and that is, is helping me see that, you know, that experience is just a story I've carried, and I don't know the whole story. I probably don't even know the half of the story, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. I need I need to soften my own, you know, <laughs> my own attitude that I know something. <laughs> I, 
Yeah. I, I, I later asked uh, Mitsu Suzuki uh, after her husband had died years after, she was speaking to students at Gringo. Uh -huh. I asked her about that. And with her was that female physicist. And that female oh, wow. physicist wouldn't let her answer. She just said, oh, it was nothing, uh, you know, Japanese. It was uh, 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 Japanese, um, you know, uh, something like they, they like a certain amount of radiation. Is, I don't know what she said. But I, I, I asked her, I said, would you please be quiet and let Mitsu answer? Uh, yeah. But she got, the, the Japanese physicist got very uptight. Now, the, the story I heard from Doug years ago was that both of them were quite concerned about it. I don't know why uh, she interfered with that. I, I think uh, 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 Mitsu, or we call you know, Oksan, uh, sort Oksan, of avoided yeah. answering it. Uh, so, uh -huh. yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I have a question for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you say uh, Suzuki wasn't the living Christ, what do you think Jesus was? <laughs> oh, did I say Suzuki wasn't Jesus Christ? What did you I think said Jesus he was? wasn't the living Christ. What do you think Jesus was? <laughs> I, I, that's a, I'm, I'm just using, you know, phrases I picked up watching TV as a kid, okay? <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't have much of an opinion, David, about Jesus. Yeah, to me, Jesus was just a, a, a teacher about the nature of mind. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I uh, again, I have, a, I have a bias and a judgment that... Uh, that uh, that that the that that myths um, and building people up bigger than they are. Um, I, I guess I have a kind of a critical judgment about that. You know, a bias. Mm -hmm. So behind behind me, probably saying he wasn't Jesus Christ. You know, is a bias that you know. Come on, guys. You know, he's just a regular person. You know, you know. Just, uh -huh. uh, and and catalyzed an enormously amazing thing that, you know, one thing I didn't tell you this morning that I've realized uh, is that, you know, I haven't been I haven't been around the Zen Center since the 80s, right? I, I think I left in 84 from um, Green Gulch. But my life is, is, is patterned around what I learned there. Yeah. It still is. Yeah. It, it still is. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, and again, we were talking about you called the traction, but what I might call form, you know, uh, it has it had a lot of form, and um, the forms are informative. They 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 help me. And in fact, when I work with uh, you know the Ring of Bone Sangha, I I regret often that they don't have that experience. You know, I mean, we, Nelson's a wonderful teacher. Uh, Obviously, I, I love him to pieces, and, and very, very close to him, um, and uh, value it enormously. But but the Zendo doesn't have much form, and the people don't know. I mean, from one end to the other, 
you know, uh, chanting or yogi eating, uh, what a schedule, how a schedule can inform your life. Uh, Ringo you know, Bones doesn't have any chanting. Well, they do have chanting, but they just, it's not, I mean, there's no training, you know. Uh-huh. Well, somebody else, you know, they, nobody trains another chanter. They just pick it up and they pick up whatever the person before them did. Uh-huh. And that person wasn't, that person wasn't trained by Do anybody. they have a, a set time for Zazen? Yeah, oh no, so it's very, I mean, I mean, session is, is fairly clear. I mean, we sit 25-minute periods and session are good. I mean, they're from, you know, they're a long, long schedule and it's good, uh, 25-minute periods, uh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, it's always been 25 minutes there. Uh, that's Aiken Roshi did 25 minutes. That's, wow. I don't, know where he, I don't know where he picked that up, but it's always been 25 minutes from the beginning. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I started with Aiken Roshi. Um, when I lived at Green Gulch, I used to go to Hawaii. I'd, when I had a vacation from Green Gulch, I would go to Hawaii and sit with Aiken. Wow. wow. For my vacations. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and then I knew, yeah. Well, then I knew Nelson before he was a teacher. Um, Nelson, oh, did you know Nelson John Tarrant? And I sat beside John a session once or twice before he was a teacher. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, that's all really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I want to so? uh, go back to this thing about. Uh, Suzuki uh, being built up into what he he is. And um, over and over, the people who uh, were around him, who studied with him, say, uh, like the first thing they'll say is he was so ordinary. Uh, He was just, you know, he he didn't, uh, they'll say he was. I I just hear that so often, that he was so ordinary, but they'll say, but nobody understood me as as like him. He's the only person that that really understood me. Wow. Uh, Those are the two things that that people say more than anything. Uh, And, uh, you know, when... when, uh, I worked on, uh, when I started working on Cucumber, one of the main things people say to me is, don't write a hagiography, you know, uh, which is a, a, a biography of a saint. Um, you know, don't try to, you know, turn him into what he wasn't. And um, uh, there was, um, uh, and uh, I definitely, uh, <laughs> did not want to do that. Uh, and Hoitsu, his son, you know, uh, uh, I mean, if you read Crooked Cucumber, you'll see a lot of very critical uh, stuff from his uh, family. Uh, his son was like, uh, uh, at first, uh, wouldn't help me uh, when I was in Japan uh, do any research or work on anything because he, he can't stand to see his father glorified. Uh, and um, so uh, we sat up one night drinking and talked about it, and then he understood, but I had no interest in doing that. And then he was enthusiastic in helping and 
that's great. Yeah, that's great, David. Because I, I, you know, I, I have, a, I have, I have leftover like everybody has. You know, I have some leftover attitudes and resentments. You know, about Dent Center. Uh, yeah, sure. Because I felt left. You know, I felt left out, and I felt, you know, like I was never part of the in crowd, and 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 also. You know, just I was never drawn to being. I mean, the first thing I ever said to Aiken Roshi when I met him in 1982, he came to Green Gulch when there was a Zen Masters conference and there was like 10 Zen Masters in the whole United States at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said to Aiken Roshi, I'm a failure because I don't want to be a priest. I don't want to wear those robes. I just want to practice, you know, and, and, and do better in my life and, 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 Treat people better and, and, and you, know, you know, not be so stupid, you know. And he said, I've never been a priest, he said, you know. And I went, really? And he says, oh, no. He said, my teacher wasn't a priest. I went, really? He said, no, it's, it's, this is the way I practice, you know. Yeah. And so that, that's what turned me, you know. And so at that point, I, I realized, oh, I could continue in Zen, but I, I needed to find a different place and a different way. Yeah. So uh, oh, that's interesting. So, did you ever did you ever say that to Dick Banker? No, I you know um, you know it, I have a very interesting. Everybody has an interesting relationship with Dick Banker, I imagine. But um, I often, when people you know have read things like "Shoes Outside the Door" and they start criticizing him, I often defend him. <laughs> I go, you know what? You know he was a weird guy, and there's a lot of stuff, and the guy really helped me you know I mean Patrick McMahon says Richard Baker saved his life he, he said he would have died if Richard hadn't intervened you know yeah. and um, and I felt like in some ways Richard saw me and honored me for who I was in ways that many people had never done having said that there was a part of me that never trusted him <laughs> so it's complicated but I never said that to him no I was you know too much I mean the only time I ever really kind of uh, questioned him, he bore down on me and just kind of like browbeat me, you know? In what way did you that question was... him? Well, I asked him a question in public. Um, it was in the Wheelwright Center. He was doing a question and answer for something, and I asked him a question, and he could see that, that I didn't think he really answered it well. And he said, you know, is that is that fine or something? You know, he said to me, and I said, yeah, I said it's adequate, but it's not complete. That's what I said. And so, you know, I felt good about it. I mean, that was it. It was true. And then later I was sitting at lunch, and he came and he stood over me and leaned over me and kind of like, what did you mean by that? You know, what do you think you, you know, some version of what do you think you are? And I felt like, this, I, felt like I was going to be mugged, you know, emotionally. It was ha. creepy. Ah. Just creepy, huh. and you know, I just, I just felt like he couldn't be. And from that moment, it's like, okay, this guy can't be questioned, you know. Oh, I always Ooh. did. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, I, maybe you had a more strength of character, but I didn't. I couldn't do it. Uh, uh, I see. Um, yeah, no. Uh, he, I don't yeah. think he. If I, I think if you just said that to him, you didn't want to. You're a failure. You didn't want to. He'd say, well, that doesn't have anything to do with it. You know, don't worry about that. You don't have to. You just choose your own path, you know, like that. And and yeah. there's plenty of room for people in Zen Center who don't want to be priests. And Suzuki really emphasized that. He said, we're not priests. We're not like, 
or something in between. And, and when he gave that talk, it was like he was including who he'd ordained as priests and who he'd ordained and who were, you know, lay ordained and those who weren't ordained in the same group. Uh, he well, didn't, well he, I didn't feel that. I mean, it, when I was at Green Goats, it was like, you know, the real path was to become a priest. That was if you're really sincere. And I, I kept hearing that. I remember I went to Mark Lesser's Chuso ceremony at the city center. He invited me or something, and it was just creepy. It's like none of the questions were about Zen. All the questions were about, you know, what is lay? What is priest? And, you know, priest is when you're really sincere. And it's like, God, what a bunch of garbage. No, yeah, that's Sorry. terrible. Well, yeah, it's, uh, uh, that is, I, I hear this from from people that sort of thing. That's interesting, and um, yeah. you know, uh, I I really stopped functioning as a Zen Center priest in '76 when wow. I, I left to go live with Liz. But uh -huh. I continued doing things with Zen Center and relating to Dick. And he never, there was no problem, you know. Uh, uh, there was no problem at all. But what you're pointing out is that uh, intentional or not, uh, this sort of uh, vibe and, and uh, group understanding was generated in Zen Center. And I've even heard people say it recently. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I, you know, and again, these are, you know, youthful pains that I'm trying to grow into. I mean, I started going back to Zen Center about you know, seven or eight years ago because I I led a Jukai group for the Ring of Bone, and um, I, I wanted people to sew Roxu's because I sewed with Joshin-san, and it was a peak experience in my life to sew with her. And so I wanted my little ducklings in my Jukai group to sew their own Roxus, so I had to go back and kind of refresh it, and it was the first time I'd gone back, and uh, there was lovely people in the sewing room. I really enjoyed it, you know, and um, ended up, I've ended up sewing a number of Roxus for some of the students at, at Ring of Bone who didn't want to sew for themselves. And Oh, really? And I, That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Boy, I'd do as little of that as I could. You're, you're a, yeah. a multi-talented um, person, uh, uh, you're, you're oh, that's, that's nice, David. I, I used to sew as a kid. You know, I used to knit and sew when I was a, a, a teenager. So this is this kind of not no, no it's nothing special for me. But you know, it was it was for me it was um, fulfilling what I I don't think Joshin Spons ever spoke much English. I have no, no idea. No, she I can't did quite not. Uh, I, I studied I, I, some Japanese. You had too. Did you remember any yeah, Japanese? I, I, well, I'm 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 in my second year of uh, uh, junior college studying Japanese right now. Ha ah, ha! That's funny. I, but when you were, that's great. Good for you. But, oh my God! Uh, but when you were sewing with Joshin-san, you had studied Japanese before that. Before you came yeah, but, to Zen Center, you, yeah, you studied it yeah, intensely for one month you, in Cambridge yeah, but, in the language right. lab. Right, exactly. You have good memory. And all I could say was, Konohinni. All I could remember was, 
ah, Kono Hinni. I, you know, I didn't know Stashibudi Des or anything. All I knew was, all I could remember was Kono Hinni around this part, you know, anyway. Right, I, right. Then, I, you know, I wondered, do you know what that but, means? Uh, and, and that's right. I, oh, when you're sewing. Ah, that's funny. Uh, yeah. But, and you know another yeah. meaning of hen is strange. Uh-uh, what's that? Strange. Strange, ah. Oh, yeah. Stowe, like, strange person. And on, yeah, the, like, on the cover of, of Thank You and Okay, there, there yeah. are, are kanji, you know, Japanese characters uh, sure, sure. That, that are not uh, translated. That doesn't say in the book what they say. They say hinagaijin, weird foreigner. Oh, henagaijin. I love that. I like a henagaijin, yeah. I like, I like, I, I say that to some people in Japan. I say, ah, so this, you know, henagaijin this, and they laugh, you know. Ah, uh, right, right, right. Right. Uh. Oh, that's really fun, David. Yeah, that's, uh, well, I was very, so I kind of went back, and, you know, I wanted to tell you another thing that. Well, wait, before you tell me that, I want to say, I want to make, say one thing about my sewing comment. Uh, right. I used to operate the treadle sewing machine, one of the treadle sewing machines at Green Gulch, and make things that I needed. I made curtains and stuff. But yeah, uh, hand cool. hand sewing like that, making a rock suit. Uh, uh, I did that a couple of times. I probably didn't do all of it either time. I just get out. Uh, yeah, but but you're. Huh. Your description of sewing was like you were really into it. It was another one of your practices. All right, what was this other oh. thing you were going to say? Well, I had another really interesting occurrence uh, about a month ago, I think. And that is one of one of my uh, Buto friends who actually started a journal about Buto in the 90s and knew some of the best Buto dancers in Japan back in the 90s, so 20-some-odd years ago named Kevin Starbird, <clears throat> excuse me, has, has restarted up his Buto journal uh, as an online thing. Uh, it's called Stabuchi Journal, but at any rate, um, Stabuchi Buto. At any rate, when I was in Japan, he said, hey, I'm, we're going to put on a, uh, a performance at, at the San Francisco Zen Center. Would you like to perform? And I went, sure. <laughs> so uh, sometime last month, uh, I I put together a, a really nice 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 piece that I had worked on with a lot of meaning to it for me, and he also invited a lovely lovely incredible Buto dancer from Seattle named uh, Okamura Kaori uh, Kaoru Kaoru Okamura Okamura Kaoru Yeah, um, I fell in love with her. Oh God. Uh, uh, older, older, you know, probably in her fifties, uh, but just the real deal, you know, as a as a Japanese person and dancer. But she'd been living in Seattle for decades. But anyway, I started to digress. So the room we did it in was the they call it the conference center. It's like next door to Page Street. It was it's the Victorian next door to Page Street. Yeah, sure. So I go into that room, and all of a sudden, I, I went in early. I went in. I think we performed at seven. I got there at five thirty, so I could, you know. You know, paint my body and do everything, you know, get ready. And all of a sudden I went, wait a second. I remember when Dick had just come back from Japan and I started going to the Zen Center and I always didn't 
I didn't like staying there because, again, this is my judgmental image, you know, so this is just the story I've carried in my mind. Yeah. That people were, walk, people were walking around with their, looking at the ground with their head, hands held in shashu, you know, and kind of mm, grunting when you went by them, you know. So I told Dick that, and he said, yeah, yeah, I know, it's kind of, kind of, kind of down over there, isn't it? He said, well, you, when you come here, you can just sleep here in my place, you know. Because he lived there at that point, is what I remember. He lived upstairs. Yeah. Anyway, he said, just come and sleep on the floor here, you know. I mean, you can go over and sit, but you can you can hang out here during the day, you know, no problem. And that's the same place I performed, I think. Oh, uh, far out. Yeah, yeah so you've like, shown some really different sides of him. <laughs> that's good. Isn't that interesting? And it's like, you know, so it's kind of updated me, you know. Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm 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 an interesting I'm an I'm, I'm an interested visitor there now. <laughs> and, yeah, and comfortable comfortable going there. And yeah, one of the sewing te- one of the sewing teachers, I Steve Givens, who's now lives in Portland. You know, I really really care for him because he he kind of helped me get back up on my chops, back up on sewing. And and then when he moved to Portland, I've been communicating with him there because I needed some more help, and he's been guiding me from Portland in in sewing. Wow. So. Yeah, you're. Hey, uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, what? So, how did the performance go? Um, you know, a performer in some ways is always like, oh, "I could have done better." Yeah, right. <laughs> um, um, well, how was it received? We well, there was two nights, and um, I think uh, I think I I I, I think I was. You know, I'm just going to say it in a stupid way. I think I was one with the situation both nights. Um, I, I, you know, when I start, when I start something like that, I just turn off all the filters and everything, and I just try to be. Well, if I've you know rehearsed something thirty times, then my body knows it. But then I try to inhabit the original impulse and just let happens whatever happens. But it's fairly highly choreographed but it's it's not choreographed because i'm just watching my hand move and i'm trying to experience what i originally experienced but i also do that in the place with the people you know again since it's a ritual i'm trying to be with the place so i felt very connected with uh the people there both nights wow i felt i felt i felt very connected and and a number of people came up to me and said boy i sure felt you know, your presence, and whoa, you know, and I went, yeah, thank you, you know, I felt yours too. Mm. So, mm. the first night was about 40 people, and the second night was less, maybe 20. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a size that it always is when we perform anywhere in Japan, it's the same size. So. Mm. Well, that's really yeah. interesting. Well, Isn't it fun? Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I, uh, you know, you're, you're thinking about sleeping on the floor up there of Dick's, that reminds me, like, he was criticized, like, by uh, Michael Downing, and she was outside the door, for having three homes. Well, oh. at Tassajara, he had a little cabin, you know, right. that was, like, really, really small. And right. uh, at, in the city, and at Green Gulch, all he, he had very little of the space because there's all these other people. Uh, oh. 
Nakamura, uh, Sensei, was living with them in the city and at Green Gulch. There'd be, you know, there was there was Ginny, uh, Renee, there was uh, uh, Sally, or there was uh, Elizabeth, yeah. there was... Um, yeah. uh, uh, there, there was... Uh, then they, they took... There was uh, Heidi, is that her name, that that they started racing when her father couldn't do it. And there would be guests. And my experience, I was his his Jisha, you know, his main attendant uh, in 1973, while I was work leader at at Green Gulch. (laughs) And um, uh, my experience was he, he would just have some nook that was his, and everything else was communal. Uh, you know, and I, I, I agree with you entirely. I, every time people say they read shoes outside the door, I go, you know, I read that, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of facts here that seem right, but the spin on it is like it's like written by somebody who wasn't there. You know, that's the yeah. way I felt about that book. And people, every time people mention the BMW, I went, whoa, 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 wait a second. And again, this is just my story, um, David. But the story I tell people, I guess, you know what? Personally, I don't think he gave a damn about what kind of car I want. He drove all the time. He wanted something that was safe and something that was, you know, reliable. And he probably asked somebody, what's the safest, most reliable car? And they said, well, a BMW. And he said, well, let's, let's get that. And and I remember one day, kind of like what you're saying was, I mean, I'm a peon at, at Green Gulch. You know, I mean, like, like I said, I felt like an outsider or something. And one day I needed to do something. And he said, oh, you need to drive someplace here with the keys to the BMW. Use that. You know, it's like. Ah, I would never you know? do that. I hated loaning my car out. Yeah, well, he didn't. I mean, he, I mean, he offered them to me and I was just a dork, you know. Anyway, so I'm like, you know what? I think that journalist, you know, didn't know him and didn't live that. Like you're saying. I mean, it was, you know, I'm sure he had a lot of, Dick has a lot of faults and did have a lot of faults, but. People misjudge the whole, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the thing where he's greedy about wanting a big car and, like you said, three places to live. It's like, no, no, these were, this is almost communal stuff, and it was, you know, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, well, there's also another side to both those things. One is, in terms of a place to live, when Della moved out of the downstairs to uh, the building next door to Zen Center, he took over the downstairs. Uh, so, uh, which still, you know, for a family wouldn't be that much. Uh, let me, uh, let me just say, all right, wait a minute. Uh, uh, but um, he was putting much too much money into having really exquisite artwork done it and everything. That was a mistake. Uh-huh. Also, the BMW, I think, clearly was a mistake. He could have bought one that cost half as much, that was just really? as safe. And Yvonne really? Okay. tried really hard to get him to do that. Yeah, that was his argument, for safety. He said he spent 25% of his time in his car. Yeah, he, Dick sounds like a Rashomon, or he sounds like a Rashomon mirror. You can see whatever you want in it. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, did you, did you get the did you get the pictures I sent of the sculpture? I, I haven't looked at email. Okay, yeah, good. That's good. I sent I I immediately grabbed the sculpture that was near me and took pictures of the one I did for Chris, and it says November nineteen seventy nine on the back. Okay, 
Okay. That's, that's I'm guessing that's good. close to when he was killed. So. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. Yeah. Okey-doke. Yeah. It is when he was killed. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I really do think I sat down within a couple of days and just whipped that sculpture out in a, in a couple of hours, you know. Hmm. And it's one of my favorite things. It's, you know, those things you do quickly uh, with with a lot of feeling, you know, for not for any other reason than I'm feeling something strong about Chris. And I look at it and I just love it. You know, you'll see when you see it. Wow. It's, it's really a sweet piece. Wow. Hey, let me ask you really quick. Where, where do you come from? Where were you born? Well, my, since my dad was in the Air Force, I was actually born in Pasadena, but I think we stayed there for nine months. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, I my, see. Right. Yeah. When? What? When were you born? 1947. Mm-hmm. Dad, Dad and Mom lived in the Hollywood Hills. Dad went to USC, University of Southern California, to get a degree in international relations um, after the war. Hmm. And then he became a diplomat, basically in the Air Force. That's why we were in Tokyo. He was. Uh, he worked with the uh, ambassador and the air attaché uh, to Japan. Ah. And uh, in, in Tokyo. And, and mom and dad had dinner with the emperor, Hirohito. My mom always talked about Hirohito as a wonderful man. She really liked Hirohito. So, wow. Anyway, that that's is my, that's unbelievable. My, that's my heritage. You know, my mom was my mom was my, uh, my, 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 my mentor in life. She was the one that really infused. My dad was a very nice man. Love him to pieces, but he was a very simple man. Mom was not simple. She was... She had she had she had a big big heart big mind um, very very and she you're you're from the south weren't you from Texas David yeah Fort Worth Southwest yeah well Southwest mom was from Florida she was born in Atlanta so she said she said you know what I was a woman in, in the I was a woman in the south I I grew up basically knowing how to keep my mouth shut you know and going because when I realized my mom was brilliant and talented you know i was an adult and i'm like mom have you always been this way you always just looked like the woman who made peanut butter sandwiches for my friends she says she said some version yeah i'm both you don't think i want to show how smart i am you know being an air force wife do you I'm oh like, that's oh. pretty good that's pretty yeah. good that's sort of the I mean, position claire was in elon's mother mm, 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 mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. being an astronaut's wife it's yeah, like, no, you have to be the social one and the yeah. polite one and all of that. And the, you don't want to show how smart you are. You know, I mean, mom was smarter than dad by a long shot, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And they all lived in the same area and, you know, socialized together. And it was just a whole subculture. Uh, Elon yeah. was asked, you know, well, what was it like growing up with a father who was an Apollo astronaut. She said, I thought everybody's father was an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, she, she sure had a tough time before she came to Green Gulch. Uh, I always had a soft spot in my heart for her difficulties, you know. Well, before mm. she came to the city center, she was at the city center first. Oh, was she? Yeah, I oh, was it before that. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Well, it was transformative. And uh, she handled it very, very well. Uh, very, very impressive. Yeah, to me, she's yeah. always been a very impressive person. She never complained about the past. She never complained. She would damage or dramatize. 
she was she's a, a really strong, uh, uh, really well developed person. Yeah. Yeah, and and attractive too, huh? Oh <laughs> I yeah. Think part of that is, I think a part of I think that's part of the attraction is is that you know I am not I'm often not attracted by physical appearances, but I'm attracted by some kind of, oh, you know, just wow. There's a there's a soul if you you know whatever. Like yeah, I was too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, you, yeah. you you acted on it. I'm I'm pleased you acted on it. Okay, yeah. well, thanks again, David, for the opportunity to to explore. You know who we are. Yeah. Okay, uh, Eric. Great thanks, to talk David. with you again. Anytime, David. Anytime. Thank you. <laughs> All bye right. Bye. Have a great time in Japan. I will. Bye bye. All right. Take care. Bye bye. So thanks a lot, Eric. Uh, Nah, I really appreciated your uh, spending all that time. And uh, now we have brought it to a conclusion. And uh, uh, listen, I encourage you all to um, see his, um, uh, go go to, you know, ericlarsondance.com. The stuff he's been into recently is really, uh, really something. And check out his uh PageJunkUke.com. Just go to CUKE.com and write Eric Larson, E-R-I-C, Larson in the site search box. or just Larson. Um, and, um, yeah, it's pretty neat stuff there. You see that that sculpture he made for uh, Chris Piercing. Okay. This has been a Cuke Audio Podcast. I'm D.C. Poobah of Audio and Cuke Archives, coming to you from Sleepy Sunur with Doggett Bandita and dear lovely Katrinka. And we're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening. <laughs>